Let's get this dance party started because we're talking about the bomb by the Bucketheads. It's one of my favorites. Let's do it. Super It's Podcast, and we're here with some big time. <laughs> on this episode, we're talking about the Bucketheads and the bomb, and I will be taking the lead on this one. It's Alan. Slip with five eyes or slits. Now, excuse me. I would like it if you would refer this to the actual name of the song. The bomb, exclamation point, space, open parenthesis. These sounds fall into my mind, close parenthesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's get into the song. JVC, Megamix.com. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. The song. (laughs) Oh. Oh. All right. Uh, There's a lot of stuff about the dude who did this song. So let's see if okay. I can keep my uh, shit together here. So we've got Kenny Dope Gonzalez. That's right, Kenny Dope. Uh, sometimes known as K-Dope, is an American record producer and DJ. He is one half of the classic house mix, uh, house music masters at work musical production team with Little Louis Vega and also released a song we're talking about. And as you said... So is the- that Little Louis, like, from, like... The song? No. You know the song from Rap Tracks 4? Oh, yes, maybe, maybe. With all, with all the sexy sounds in it? Uh, uh, <laughs> Gotta be. Anyway. Uh, so, yes, the hit we're talking about is, as you said, the bomb, exclamation point, open parenthesis, these sounds fall into my mind, close parenthesis, as bucket heads, and I'm just going to call it the bomb from now on. Sounds good, buddy. In the late 80s, Gonzalez organized a series of block parties with his friend Mike Delgado under the name Masters at Work. Gonzalez loaned the name to Todd Terry for his 1987 singles, All Right, All Right, and Dum Dum Cry, with editing by Mike Delgado and Franklin Martinez. Terry had attended Gonzalez's parties and became influential to him. When Vega was hired to mix one of Terry's freestyles, this eventually led him to meeting Gonzalez. Gonzalez and Vega then started using the name Masters at Work in 1990, and uh, yeah, their music is that, uh, a lot of dance music. I wrote that is a veritable who's who of UK house. Yeah, yes, uh, their music is tons and tons of. Tss, tss, tss. But I said I listened to some of it. It's all really good. Awesome. In 1993, the duo created the. Uh, let's see if I can say this correctly. New Yorican soul moniker, uh, which okay. blended their residence in New York City and uh, Puerto Rican heritage. Nice. And uh, they also played some soul music in there. So their project had the duo working extensively with real musicians as opposed to using samples and synthesized music. They worked in a variety of styles, including Latin, disco, jazz, and more. Musicians who took part in this project included Roy Ayers, George Benson, Jocelyn Brown, Tito Puente, and members of the Sal Soul Orchestra. And uh, I listened to this. It has a lot more of a soul and disco feel, and I said it is also good. Great. Back to Kenny Gonzalez. The dude is pretty prolific when it comes to releasing music. Oh, yeah. His Wiki page has about 20 EPs that he released as a solo act, three with an act called Powerhouse, seven released yep. as the Bucketheads, five as the Untouchables, five as Liquid Dope, five as Mad Racket, uh, three as Total Chaos, and then another 15 under various aliases. That's amazing. I just knew Kenny Dope from that Chemical Brothers remix album. Yes. I can't remember what song he did, but awesome. Kenny Gonzalez founded the Bucketheads in the mid-90s as a studio project that would allow him to fuse his populist musical influences, which were house, hip-hop, freestyle, disco, and Latin street music. 
Larry Flick of Billboard reported that the project emerged from a burst of inspiration in Gonzalez's home studio. The producer said the catalyst for the Bucketheads project and All in the Mind was his desire to change direction and throw a curveball to other pro uh, producers who he felt were copying his sound as a solo producer and as part of the Masters at Work project. He stated, I was tired of being uh, of everyone being on the same tip as we were. Everything out there sounded the same. I was bored and I thought, yo, I got to come with something different. Yes. That's, what he, that's what he thought to himself, everybody. Well, that's yo. when he started wearing the, the KFC bucket on his head, right? <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Playing in a playing guitar in a chicken coop. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's Buckethead. Come on, dude. Buckethead singular from Guns N' Roses. Uh huh. Come on, man. <laughs> that's a t thumbs down. That's, what a great joke. Come oh on. man, tricked ya. Gonzalez. You can edit that out. I guess. Nope. <laughs> Gonzalez also reportedly hoped to move dancing music away from the emergent Eurodance genre. I'd say he was not successful in that. So the bomb was later included on an LP called All in the Mind, which was released in August of 1995. Technically, the bomb is the second single from the LP after a track called Woo! Exclamation point. Nice. But both singles were released prior to the album's release. All in the Mind combines house music, disco, and funk. It is characterized by its use of contemporary tribal beats and bass lines and 1970s-style horns. Upon release, it reached number 74 in the UK and received positive reviews from music critics. In 2000, it was named the 31st best dance album of all time in the final edition of the book, All Time Top 1000 Albums. Yes. Gonzalez recorded All in the Mind within a week, feeling he had hit a vibe that felt right and kept going. I, I don't know the dude. Probably drugs were involved in keeping him going for a week. <laughs> The recording took place over three days in his home studio, Dungeon Tape. Love it. Although it has been speculated that he created material on either an Emu SP-1200 or an Akai MPC, Gonzalez later stated that he used, and you'll know this, an SP-1200 and an Akai S-950 together. That's what it sounded like to me, yeah. for sure. Yeah. The Bomb was released on February 20th, 1995. The original version of this song clocks in... At 14 Jesus. minutes and 51 seconds. My God. I, I will say this. If you love this song, I don't think you'll get sick of the track length. No way. Nope. Uh, I had it playing in the background, you know, because I listened to the song while I'm typing up notes. And I you was, know, that would be handy. Yeah. When you're typing notes to have it go that long, helpful. And I'm Absolutely. like, oh, it's still going. And you know what? It's still fine. Good stuff. That being said, the radio edit takes it down to a tight three minutes and 24 seconds. All right. As you can imagine, there are piles of remixes of this song. I've only got a few of note. Okay. We've got Armin Van Helden, who re-edited this to an eight-minute version. We have the John Nick radio edit. We have the Kenny Dope remix at four minutes and 32 seconds. We have the Jinx remix at five minutes and two seconds. Yes. And we have the Something Sexy Boy Got from Alio Gratton mix. No, no, sorry. I meant the Bonus Beats remix. <laughs> Yes. At five minutes and six seconds. Bonus beats. <laughs> yep. Amazing. There are 47 versions of this single on Discogs. Since this is from the mid-90s, there are numerous formats. 12-inch records, CD singles, cassette singles. One seven-inch version of the song that is somewhat reasonably priced, but includes expensive UK shipping. Uh -huh. While a number of remixes that I noted above are included in the singles, the most common B-side is a track called I Wanna Know, 
that was co-produced by little Louis Vega, not to be confused again with Lou Vega of Mamo number five fame. Yes. The cover of the single includes the title Kenny Dope Presents the Bucketheads in plain font and then a cartoony font of the title of the song. The O is a bomb, you know, like the, the old school, like round bomb with like the, yeah, yeah with the fuse sure. coming like, out like of it. Batman carried the, the kind that you, uh, never, never, the, you can never get rid of a bomb when you need to. Yeah. And Jerry puts it in Tom's mouth during yeah, the yeah, uh, cartoon. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Bucketheads don't have any of their own compilation albums. However, this track appears on hundreds of dance mix compilations, as you'd expect. Oh my god, I can't even imagine a few how of many them. are how many of them and like what they're called. It's going to be tremendous if you have some in your back pocket here. Well, we have the best dance album in the world. Dot 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 ever exclamation ever, point yes. part five, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> like it's the best album in the world, but it's part five. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a UK compilation album. A few other tracks of note. We have Scatman. Yes. We have Don't Stop Wiggle Wiggle by Out There Brothers. Yes. And Another Night by Real McCoy. Oh, my God. We have Now That's What I Call Music 30 from the UK. Mm-hmm. We have ESPN Presents Jock Jams 2. Released in the United States, full of a mix of sports anthems and dance tracks. But for some reason, it ends with the song Macho Man by Village People. I don't get it, dude. Yeah. Now, surprisingly enough, this did not end up on any of the standard much music extend mix or dance mix compilations. Really? However, no. there was a much music dance mix USA 96 Canadian limited edition, and this was on it. Wow. So there you go. Okay, so got onto one, but like really underneath. Yeah. Uh, the track once served as the entrance theme for former world bantamweight and featherweight boxing champ Prince Nassim Hamed. Yes. It was also featured on the soundtrack of the 2010 film The Switch, and it was on a 2005 episode of Bones. Okay. The music video was featured on the Beavis and Butthead episode Prank Call. Yes. They wonder if the music video is a dream, but then they see the dude is scoring with two chicks at the same time. <laughs> So they decide it must be real life because if you scored two chicks at the same time, then that's what you would dream about. <laughs> so there Amazing. you go. Um, <laughs> Butthead also imagines motorboating their butts. So oh there you go. Uh, should we go to the lyrics? Let's do it. I so mean, many lyrics, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the lyrics are, the, the following words appear in the song. These sounds fall into my mind. That is it. Those are all the lyrics. Uh, Yeah, the subtitle, uh, the subtitle for these sounds fall into my mind is actually a Mondegreen, which is Mm -hmm. a mishearing or misinterpretation of a phrase that gives it new meaning. The actual lyric taken from the sample is street sounds swirling through my mind. By Chicago. Yep. Thankfully. No one tried to interpret this on song facts or song meanings. Uh, so we can go straight to reception. All right, let's do it. So the bomb entered the Billboard Hot 100 chart during the week of July 1st, 1995 at number 96 between Crimson and Clover by SF Spanish Fly and Mr. Personality by Gillette. Yes. The SF Spanish Fly song is obviously a cover of the 1968 Tommy and the Shondells track with a bit of a Caribbean feel. It's not too bad. It peaked at number 89. Mr. Personality by Gillette peaked at number 42. 
Uh, Gillette is most well known for the Don't Want No Short Dick Man song. Yes, that's right. Uh, the song samples the drums from Mickey, the Tony Basil okay. version. Yeah, yeah. And the song is about how the dude is called Mr. Personality because he's ugly. <laughs> Amazing. It includes making jokes like tying a pork chop around your neck so the dog would play with you. So good. Uh, the cadence of the song feels a lot like Pretty Fly for a White Guy by The Offspring. Yeah. I said, it think it fits for the time. All right. The bomb peaked at number 49 on the Billboard Hot 100 during the week of August 26, 1995. So I guess technically it's a not-so-super hit. That's okay. Here, you know what? Again, though, it, it, it's, it's top 10 in the UK, so it counts. Yeah. Kiss from a Rose was number one during the week of August 26, yes. 1995. At number two, Waterfalls by TLC. Number three, Boombastic forward slash In the Summertime by Shaggy. Shaggy. Number four, Colors of the Wind, open parenthesis, from Pocahontas, close parenthesis, by Vanessa Williams. Uh, Number five, I Can Love You Like That by All Four One. Yes. Number six, Gangsta's Paradise, open parenthesis, from Dangerous Minds, close parenthesis. And you know what I think about every time I hear that song? What? You have to say it. We don't need. We, we're not going to say it, but you know it. Anyway, move on. I'm trying to think now. Edmonton. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. All right. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that if we ever cover the song as a bonus. Yeah. Good. Uh, number seven. He's mine by Monkenstef. <laughs> number eight. Don't take it personal. Open parenthesis. Just one of dem days. Close parenthesis by Monica. Uh-huh. Number nine, Run Around by Blues Traveler. Ugh. Number 10, One More Chance, forward slash, Stay With Me by Notorious B.I.G. All right. Uh, a little, a little, some good, some bad. Yeah. So this was more of a commercial hit in the UK. It reached number five on the UK singles charts on March 5th, 1995. Your top 10. Number one, Think Twice by Celine Dion. Number two, <laughs> Don't Give Me Your Life by Alex Party. Oh, Alex Party's one of my favorites. <laughs> Number three, Push the Feelings On by Nightcrawlers. Number four, I've Got a Little Something for You by MN5. I wonder what that's something something for A little something for him, too. (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) Uh, The Bomb at number five. And number six, No More I Love Yous by Annie Lennox. Number Uh seven, Reach Up, open parenthesis, Pig Bag, close parenthesis. By Perfecto All Stars with a Z. Yes. Number eight, Set You Free by Entrance. Number nine, Wake Up Boo by Boo Radleys. And number 10, Axel F forward slash Keep Pushing by Clock. <laughs> Clock? Yeah. What was that? Yeah, that, that, that. You know top what? 10, Honestly. That top 10 stunk. UK, oh my God. The bomb peaked at number eight on the RPM Dance Urban Chart in Canada during the week of May 8th, 1995. The top 10 on that chart sucked. So here's the top 10 in Canada on the RPM 100. Okay. The week of May 8th, 1995. At number one, Elton John with Believe. Number two, Annie Lennox with No More I Love Yous. Number three, Donnie Ferris with I Know. Number four, Brian Adams with Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman? Uh, number five, from the album at number one during the same week, Lightning Crashes by Live. Ah, yes. Uh, number six, Van Halen with Can't Stop Loving You. Number seven, Jan Arden with Wonder Drug. Number eight, Collective Soul with Gel. Number nine, uh, Jamie Walters and number 10, I did not write it down. So there you go. Uh, you know, Canadian charts in the mid to late nineties, just so much alternative rock. Well, do you want to know what was at number 75 during that same week? 
Yes, I would love to know. Eat My Brain by the Odds. Yes. Do you want to know what was at number 96 during the same week? Come on. Here and Now by uh, Letters to Cleo. Hey, there which we go. I don't know oh. what episode you covered it on, but oh, you did. I did. During that week, editor Walt, Walt Grayless had this to say. MAPL confusion. Are we going to have more trouble over another single by Brian Adams? Apparently, some music directors aren't patched into the new ruling on the Maple logo. Not that the CRTC does any more than they really have to do when it comes to PR and or enlightenment. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Maple, of course, you have to uh, in Canada, you have to have two out of the four uh, written music, artist, producer, label. I think music, artist, producer, label. Yeah. So you have Maple, to have, M-A-P-L. Yeah, you have to have two we out have of a little the, logo that shows which ones you have achieved. Yeah, yeah. So you have Ridiculous. to have two out of four to be considered uh, Canadian. Yeah. Uh, that's important because radio play, you have to play a certain amount of Canadian content in Canada on the, radio, on, on the airwaves. Yep. Uh, I've got a new chart for you. Yes. The bomb peaked at number four on the French music charts. Yes. During the week of June 23rd, 1995, the top 10. <laughs> Come on. Number one, Scatman John with Scatman open parentheses, ski ba 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 da ba. Close parentheses. Yes. Number two, Celine Dion with Pour que tu m'aimes encore. Oh, yes. I love the French title. Number three, MN8 with I've got a little something for you. The Bucketheads at number four, The Cranberries with Zombie at five. Yes. Alliance, you think, with Simple and Funky at number six. Number I think seven. That's Alliance Ethnic. Is it? Yeah, the, the hip hop crew. Oh, damn. All right. There well, there you go. go. Uh, we've got uh, Take Back, or sorry, Take That with Back for Good. Yes. We've got, okay, Alliance Ethnic again with Respect. Yes. Respect. Respect. At number nine, we've got La Bouche with Be My Lover. Yes. And number 10, Bon Jovi with This Ain't a Love Song. Uh, uh, just as a special extra treat, number 11 was um, Espèce de Bébé by M. Ponte. <laughs> what a great single. <laughs> and uh, number 12 was Fruit avec Sauce by Mademoiselle uh, Cafeteria. <laughs> so there yes. you go. Uh, in Europe, this was a big hit in Belgium at number 3, Iceland number 2, Ireland number 10, Scotland number 9, Sweden 5, and Switzerland 7. Uh, additionally... So- oh. So wait a minute. So so just a question. So when this was, this was around. Um, just refresh my memory of when this was uh, in Europe hit. or in Canada. In in Europe. Uh, early ninety five. Early ninety five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I was just wondering. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. All right. There you I go. I just wonder because you were you in Scotland in ninety five? No, ninety six. Ninety six. Uh, yeah. See, I, I was trying to tie it into some kind. No, of it was probably Scottish adventure. They probably played this at your grad. Oh, my God. You did some stumping, I'm sure. I'm sure I did. Uh, additionally, the bomb entered the top 20 in Austria, Finland, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, and Spain, and was also number 12 on the Euro chart, Hot 100. Outside of Europe, it made number 11 on Australia, number 21 in New Zealand. Mix Mag ranked the song number 60 on its uh, 100 greatest dance singles of all time in 1996. Uh, the bomb kick-started the trend for raiding old disco 12 inches. Dozens yep. of producers followed its lead, but none of them ever equaled the definitive original article. Uh, that was uh, stated by Mix Mag as well. In terms of best of lists, I got a bunch. 
DJ Magazine says number 95 on their top 100 club tunes. Slant Magazine has a 65 on 100 greatest dance songs. And so on and so on. The Guardian, MTV Dance, Idolator, BuzzFeed, Mix Mag, Slant Magazine all love this one. There are, again, more lists than this, but I think that's enough. The song has 34 million streams on YouTube as of April of 2023. The music video has 9 million views on YouTube, and that's about 1 million per year because it's been up for nine years. All right. Covers and samples. The track features samples from Chicago's Street Player from their 1979 album, Chicago 13. The original track is pretty rad. Right, I called the street sounds like an idiot earlier, so I wanted to just acknowledge how stupid I am. Go on. The opening audio track where the guy says the second most popular game that is played as children is House, House. Uh, is a sample from an audio track called uh, The Preacher Man by Green Velvet. There are 30 tracks that sampled this tune according to whosampled.com. Here are a few. <clears throat> ESPN sampled this in their 1997 Jock Jam Megamix. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't get enough of Jock Jam Megamix. Girl Talk sampled this in 2008 yes. in the song Here's the Thing. MBE released a track in 2010 called <laughs> Bomb the Casbah. Oh, my God. You can imagine. That's a, that's a mashup if I've ever heard one. You can imagine the two tracks in it. I want to hate it, but if you like dance music, it's not the most horrible thing ever. Okay. Uh, there are six tracks that are listed as covers, which is astonishing to me because how do you cover this track? I, I, I don't understand. One of them is by a French group called Fatal Bazooka and it's called <laughs> Ce Soir Sans Mon Sex. Yes! Uh, usually I'm all for songs in French, but I said this one is La Poubelle. Yes! A group called Sunrider covered this in 2009. It sounds a lot like a bomb funk MC's track, but it's terrible. Well, that's too bad. All right, a music video. So the music video for The Bomb that aired in 1995 was directed by British directors Guy Ritchie and Alex Durakoff on a budget of roughly a thousand pounds, being one of the first music video recordings shot on a Super 8 film camera. It inspired. Uh, uh, it's inspired by some of the Beastie Boys music video recording styles. Uh, the yes, right. the video was filmed in London and can be discerned from the side of the road being driven on with the car steering wheel on the right side of the car, as well as double decker buses. Yes. Uh, the video starts off with a black man with an afro waking up beside uh, because of an alar- alarm clock alongside two blonde-haired white women. Uh, let's see here. After they get themselves ready to go out to have some fun, they walk out of the home and the one woman with pigtails is seen driving through London in a Volkswagen Superbug, which the man with the Afro later drives while nodding to the blonde with pigtails, who quickly turns away. The gang are seen walking together through a market area and later go to a record shop where the man with an Afro finds a record within the store's inventory of this exact song. Yes. They all later leave the record store, walk more through the market, and then they uh, end up uh, at a nightclub called Car Wash. Yes. Uh, my own notes. Uh, they yeah. have cartoony words flying across the street, uh, screen in what I called weak special effects for 1995. Mm-hmm. Lots of footage where the tone of the video makes it seem very retro. I guess that's a Super 8 camera. Uh, yes. 70s looking. Lots of the crew just walking around and hanging out. 
the record store is pretty rad. The main character is the cock of the walk. He's yep. enjoying himself a great deal, walking around with his shades on. And finally, they make their way to... I'm, I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, they got to end up get at a club. dance club. Like, let's go. Get to the club. Let's go. They get to the dance club, and the nightclub footage, I said, is decent. Uh, yeah. Would you like to rate it? Let's rate it. All right, video. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought heart and star wipes, lava lamps, rave girls, record store shopping, the perfect recipe for mid-90s EDM pretentiousness. Uh-huh. Still not a bad watch. It definitely captures the feel of the tune. I'm going to give it a, uh, right down the middle, 5 out of 10. Yeah, I think for the star power and who was directing this, um, and kind of all the artsiness that uh, kind of surrounded this video and this song, I, I feel like they could have done better. Yeah. Um, didn't mind it, but again, lots of walking, lots yes. of not much happening. Finally, at the end, I think it gets pretty rad. I do like the record store, of course, but I'm matching you. Five out of ten, uh, the song. Uh, I don't have anything bad to say about the song. Uh, I'm, I mean, I struggled to really praise it. Uh, it's a good club banger for 1995. I said nothing more, nothing less. I, I like it enough. I, I don't, I wouldn't like turn it off, but I wouldn't. Like, actively seek it out. I'm going to give it right down the middle, 5 out of 10. So I'm taking uh, one of your uh, phrases from this podcast. Yeah. This song humps. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think that this is a fucking fantastic track. Uh, the sample is great. Uh, danceable. It's got enough kind of uh, jumps from one thing to the other. The horns are rad. I love how they use them in, in the song. Uh, I could listen to it, honestly, like, not over and over again for 14 minutes. Uh, but for 14 but minutes. I can go for 14 minutes and they mix it up enough that I'm like, this is uh, pretty fantastic. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. All right, sounds good, buddy. Yeah. Hey, great minds don't always think alike. Nope. You're a bit more of a, the, the, the house guy than I am. Oh, so yep. I'm not shocked that we are wildly diverging here. Uh, so what have you got cooking for next time? Well, you know, I think we, I think I got to up the ante when it comes to parenthesis. Yep. So we're going to go with uh, open parenthesis, you got a close parenthesis, fight for your right, open parenthesis, to party, exclamation point, close parenthesis by Beastie Boys. Yes. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Oh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, So if you want to hit us up with a request, superhitspodcast at gmail.com, at superhitscast on Twitter, superhitspodcast on Instagram. Hit us up with a five-star review. We've got a bunch of playlists. Just go to superhitspodcast playlist on uh, where? iTunes, Spotify. Spotify, oh yeah. Yeah, the usual shit. And uh, yep. yeah, if you want to find me, slip with five eyes or sleep. I'm JBC, megamix.com.com. It's my website. Thanks for listening, friends. See you.